0: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Earth to Joy podcast. This is episode 10 and I am your host, Christelle. Super excited to be in double digits of this podcast episodes now. Hello? What? How did that happen? I'm really glad that we've made it this far and you're hanging out with me for a moment in your day today. Super excited about this episode and it's crazy because I asked you guys to narrow down the topics for today and I gave you three options and there's actually a three-way tie between the three options. Of course, of course that would happen. The one time that I ask for some advice on what route to take, everyone tells me to take each route. (laughs) Um, so what I'm going to do today, what the plan is, is I'm going to focus on protecting your mental health as well as Black Friday, and then I'm actually just going to start a Reels and TikTok series on creativity prompts and how to open up your imagination, just because I feel like that's such a visual thing that I need to support with, that having it through the podcast isn't really the most effective way for you to understand or learn, the tips and tricks that I have for creativity and stuff. So before we jump in, I do want to start with a really quick breathwork exercise. This is going to be something that is safe for everyone to do. We're not going to do anything fancy today. We're simply just going to start. Alrighty, and no matter where you are, if you're driving, if you're walking, if you're just sitting down, we're going to take a deep breath together through our nose. And deep breath out through our mouth. Deep breath in, and deep breath out. Another deep breath in, another deep breath out. For this last one, I really want you to think of nature. I want you to think of the luscious parts that you've ever seen in the world on this planet. Take a deep breath in, pretend you're smelling that nature, smelling that forest, smelling the beach, and deep breath out. I truly, truly believe that manifestation and visualizing a future that you'd like is very impactful and powerful. I truly believe that if enough of us visualize a lush future, a green future, a more calm, simplified life, that it's actually a lot closer than we truly believe. Awesome. Well, I wanted to start off this episode talking about our mental health and protecting it throughout the winter season. I think it's really important to talk about how boundary setting is not just with other people in your life. It's actually boundaries that you set for yourself as well. This season, I've done a bit more shadow work and had the opportunity to reflect back on what really makes my energy become low and what really uplifts my energy and kind of finding boundaries surrounding that and a good flow to be able to stick to those boundaries and stick to those rules that I have for myself. Setting boundaries for yourself is basically you being the parent to your child self. And I think it's so important to view it like that. At least for me, it's the easiest way for me to really understand and cooperate with myself, with my boundaries. So it's been a really different daylight savings feeling for me. I feel it much more intensely this year and that's probably because I'm living on my own without my family or friends around me. I do have my best friend who is my roommate thankfully but other than that I don't really have a huge support system. The weather here is also a lot colder and rainier more frequently. I think there's probably only been like five or six days of sunlight during the entire day and then every other day since September has been raining or super windy or just unbearably cold for me. And the last thing that's making it feel more intense is the fact that I work from my closet. So I actually spend eight hours a day staring at a screen, not in front of a window, with my door shut and basically just surrounded by four walls and a screen. Two screens, actually. But I'm really trying my best to not slip into this funk. I think it's really important for me to set those boundaries with myself to be able to not reach a point of destruction. I'm going to share those four things that I've recently started doing. So number one is having a good morning and evening flow. I don't necessarily like to call it a routine because I don't have a strict routine. I don't have like 8 a.m. Wake up, 8.02, be out the door and walk your dog. But I do have a flow that I need to go through that I know will optimize my day. I have two separate flows for either high or low energy, no bones or bones days. So I'm going to go through all of them. For my morning flow, what's really important to get across and to always do on bones or no bones days is to get up, brush my teeth, and walk my dog, and then make either a matcha or a tea. These three things are the three biggest elements to my flow in order for me to feel good. Anything more than these three elements Is above and beyond it's only if I have the energy and capacity to do so so for example if I am having a high energy day typically I would still brush my teeth I would still walk my dog but maybe after I come back from walking my dog I would make my bed and sweep the floors or I would make my bed and empty out the dishwasher those are all really great for my mental health but it's not necessary for me to feel sane and for me to sustain my mood for the rest of the day. And an example of my evening flow is taking a shower and journaling. Those are the two things that I need to do in order for me to protect my mental health. Anything above that and beyond that is more than enough that I need and really reserved for high energy evenings. So typically a high energy evening could be a shower, And then I would do a face mask or I would do yoga first and then shower and then journal and then sleep. So it really depends. I've been trying really hard to not pressure myself into a specific routine or have these expectations to meet all of these requirements for a routine. And that's why it's so important for me to call them flows and just have these mandatory elements within my flow. Everything else after those elements are extra and are above and beyond. And basically having these flows just gets my body into a rhythm and since I'm a very anxious person having this rhythm is really good to settle my brain and know what's coming up and what is expected and I notice that if I don't have the capacity to do any of these elements then I'm slipping into a place that I really don't want to stay in. Moving along to number two I've really started to implement movement as medicine in my life And it's really important for me to be proactive with my health rather than reactive. And a huge part of that is moving your body, exercising, detoxifying your body physically. Sweating is so important, not even just for your physical health, but for your mental health as well. I've seen such a huge improvement with my confidence and with my self-esteem once I started to integrate exercise in a more regular way, whether that's going on an hour walk if that's doing yoga, Pilates, cycling, the gym, it it is such a big improvement. I've been noticing that I've been leaning towards more strength training and having a gym routine. It's not like a strict routine where I have like a specific plan and I have a bunch of exercises I need to do five times a week. No, it's as long as I show up to the gym one or two times a week and I work out what my body wants to work out As long as you enjoy it, as long as you're giving yourself nice thoughts and nice words and not pressuring yourself to be this person or forcing yourself to enjoy this specific exercise, I think it's really important to enjoy the movement that you're doing. The third thing that has really helped with my state of mind is just reaching out to call my loved ones a lot more and a lot more frequently. I call my mom at least one no, at least twice a week now. And I think she is like somewhat worried that I'm calling her more <laughs> just because in the summer, I I barely called her maybe once every two weeks. But the fact that I've increased that to at least two times a week, um, it really improves my mental health. It improves her mental health. It's really great to catch up with loved ones. I also call like family members and friends more often as well. And that really helps, especially since I live so far away and I'm not able to physically see them or physically hang out with them. This is as good as I can get for now. And the last thing that I started to implement is going on a walk during my lunch break instead of going on a long walk after work. After I'm done work, I typically finish work around 6 p.m. and It was always such a great time because I would see the sun start setting and me and my dog would be able to just chill on some stones and ever since daylight savings and just the weather getting colder, it's so hard to do that because at 6pm this place is pitch black like I cannot see anything. I literally have to turn on my phone's flashlight to walk my dog after work And being the paranoid person that I am, it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable for me to walk alone at night anymore, ever, actually. It's never been enjoyable for me to walk alone at night. And so since this is so important to me, I had to adapt my flow and try to incorporate at least a 5 or 10 minute walk outside with my dog during my lunch breaks because it's still sunny out. I'm still able to enjoy myself. I'm not paranoid and it's just been such a huge improvement. If you do have the capacity or the ability to get away from your desk, get away from that location altogether of where you're working and just hang out with the sun for 5-10 minutes. It's honestly weird how much it's improved implementing all four of these things. I really hope those tips and tricks help and good luck with the rest of the season. My thoughts are with you if it is really tough for you during this time as well. And you know what? I want to mention that I purposely left out supplements and meditation from that entire topic because I feel like that's such a frequently brought up Thing to do to protect your mental health, but it's not feasible for everyone. It's not sustainable for everyone. I know for sure that it is not sustainable for me, or at least the pressure of doing it every single day is not beneficial to me. But I did want to mention that it doesn't have to look like that if it really doesn't fit your lifestyle sustainably. All right, I think it's time to move on to Black Friday and thoughts on the phrase, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. So I do want to preface this by saying that I haven't always been sustainable. I haven't always kept the environment on mind and thought about my ecological impact on the world. And I used to honestly take days off of work or skip school to go shopping on Black Friday. And I would literally take the train down to downtown Toronto to shop at the Eaton Center for Black Friday deals. And then I would be so excited to come back and onto the train or the bus with like five to 10 bags full of clothes and then get home and just be able to lay out all of the items that I got and like feel a sense of accomplishment and pride for being able to purchase that much on sale. And reflecting back on that now, that is so crazy to me that I would spend so much money, first of all, I would dedicate an entire day to go shopping. It would give me instant gratification. I never felt any guilt for it or or was really aware of what was going on. And it's so nice to me to be self-aware and see how much you've grown through the years. For example, this year, I actually have Black Friday off. Thank God, because it's one of the busiest times, if not the busiest time at work. I actually have it off coincidentally, and I don't have any plans to go shopping. I don't have any plans to leave my house, period. And if I heard of the phrase, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, back in the day, I would be like, yeah, there isn't. So might as well enjoy your life and treat yourself and do what you love. And if you love shopping, then you have to do it because there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So why does it matter? But now if you tell me that, I'm like, yeah, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism because capitalism is based off of controlling the resources and exploiting the workers who create these resources for us and of course you can't make capitalism ethical but you can work on your consumption habits and make that ethical. I hope that makes sense. Basically what I'm trying to say here is in my opinion the key word to this phrase is consumption We really need to analyze where we're over-consuming and where we're not consuming enough. It's not sustainable to over-consume anything, whether it's food, clothes, or social media. I don't think that it's sustainable. That means that you're using up resources in excess. Like it's not ethical to use more than what you necessarily need. And that is what capitalism Thrives off of. It thrives off of the overconsumption of goods. The more we overconsume, the more demand there is for that specific product, the more supply that needs to be done. They're not going to be ethical to their workers because it's all about profit. The statement is a trick question. I don't think there is such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism. I do believe there is ethical consumption. And I do think that if we can control our consumption, we could also control capitalism to an extent, but it is really important for us to first take that first step of self-awareness and realizing how much we actually are consuming, how much we need to consume to live a sustainable life and what that gap between the two look like and where we could close that gap. But really what that means is voting with your dollars and supporting businesses with your dollars. Now I know with saying that it is really coming from a place of privilege and place of accessibility and a place where I actually have control of where my funds are going. I'm not telling each and every person to follow this, but if it is sustainable for you and your future and the well-being of yourself and the collective environment and the collective community, then why not vote with your dollars and why not support the places that truly care about the people and not just profit? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's all it really is, right? It's it's profit versus people <laughs> and companies and where their alignment is. It's either profit or it's either with the people. And I really try to prioritize supporting those businesses and those companies that really do make the people the center of their business. I'm not saying that everything is perfect and it has to always be perfect, but whenever you do have that ability and that option to choose better, why wouldn't you? You know, like if you know better, why wouldn't you support better? And I am such a strong believer of just being more self-aware and allowing your self-awareness to lead you, and also just catching yourself in the act while you're shopping. Ask yourself, what is this good for? Is this really beneficial to my life, or is it just instant gratification that it's going to give me? What is going to happen with this item? After I'm done with it, of course, it's not out of sight, out of mind. Nothing that I throw away is actually away from this planet. It's all staying here. So, what's going to happen to this product afterwards? Do I really need it? Do I really need to consume this product? What is it doing for me? What is it doing for the company if I buy this? Where is this item even coming from? Is it coming from? Slave work, <laughs> Nike. or is it coming from an ethical background and fair trade? What is the behind the scenes of this? These are all really great questions to reflect on in the act, in the moment. You'd be surprised how often the answer is no, this isn't beneficial to my life. It is truly just instant gratification. And I would love to share businesses to support, but I truly believe that it's such a subjective. Opinion and something that's sustainable for me in my part of the world is not going to be sustainable for you in your part of the world. I do want to say though, supporting the local businesses in your specific community and area is so, so, so good. Not only because you're voting with your dollars, but you're actually helping another human being out, you're supporting them in their businesses with your money. That means so much more to small businesses than it does to large corporations like Walmart or Amazon. So instead of giving you recommendations on where to shop and who to support, I want you to figure that out for yourself on your own for your own life. I'm not going to be responsible for that. And also, it's not my place to tell you where you should or shouldn't shop because everyone's Accessibility is different. Everyone's financial barriers are different. Just be more mindful of where your money is going because the most important part of a business is the profit and the biggest impact that we have as people is where our profit goes. I really hope that was helpful. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you did as well. In the beginning, we were talking about boundaries and really great things to implement in your life to make sure that you're protecting and sustaining your mental health throughout the winter season. Some of the things that I do is a really good morning and evening flow, movement as my medicine, reaching out and calling loved ones, as well as going for a 10-minute walk during my lunch breaks. And along with our Black Friday conversation, it was really geared towards self-awareness and reflection on the things that we're buying, where it's coming from, if it aligns with us, and recognizing places where we are over-consuming and where we could reduce that consumption. I'm so grateful for your time and this moment. So thank you so much. I will see you soon. You could see me sooner on Instagram or TikTok at earth.2.joy. Bye.